Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club, where three old heads put their old heads together to vibe on some of the most memorable or forgettable hip hop themed movies of all time. And here's HHMC with your HHMCs, Boogie, JB, and Dino Wright. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3, Breakin'. Breakin', also known as Breakdancing the Movie, was directed by Joel Silberg from a story by Charles Parker and Alan Debevoise. The two of them also wrote the screenplay with Gerald Scaife. The film stars Adolfo Shabadoo Quinones as Ozone, Michael Boogaloo Shrimp Chambers as Turbo, and Lucinda Dickey as Kelly. Christopher McDonald and Ice-T also featured in this movie. Breakin' is a 1984 movie in which a young aspiring jazz dancer, Kelly, aims to elevate her skills to a new level, perhaps into a main profession, as well as escape her lustful dance instructor, Franco. She finds escape and is enlightened into the world of street dancing, aka breakdancing, upon meeting Ozone and Turbo, who are young stars in this innovative style. As their friendship blossoms, so does her skill set. She is all in on promoting the art of breakdancing and exercising her past and any haters along the way. So what do we like about this film? You want to kick us off, Boogie? Sure. Breaking is one of those movies that I grew up watching, so I always enjoyed watching it. It's one of those coming-of-age movies where you have people that are trying to make a way when they feel like they don't have a way and then happenstance, they come across someone who, who offers them hope and a chance to kind of take what they're doing and make the situation better. So with that, I mean, the scenes in the, the dance battles and dancing in the movie is always something I, I always enjoyed watching. I always tried to emulate that dancing when I was a kid. Uh, I used to have my, my box out, out in the front of the house and my, my music playing. You know, the dancing always was something that captivated me. You know, Turbo and Ozone, the two characters played by Shabadoo, the late, the late great Shabadoo and Boogaloo Shrimp. They had a, a chemistry, like a, a Laurel and Hardy type chemistry where they fed off of each other's energy. So the scenes with the two of them, they, they had a lot of comedic presence about the two of them, even... Uh, when they were not necessarily trying to be comedic, I think it was more so the, the tone of the movie that kept it lighthearted. So even in the, some of those serious scenes, they, they were very comedic. So it's always good to see those two on screen together. Yeah, the dance and, and the lightheartedness of the movie was something I always enjoyed. It, it focuses on breakdancing, but it's not necessarily a lot of rap music in it, although you do see some cameos of rap in the movie. But the tone of the movie was always something that I enjoyed. Nice. Dino Wright, want to add anything? So I like that since we've had two New York movies, we're now on the West Coast, going to Cali, see what that culture's like in terms of early hip hop. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was nice go. to see the West Coast, right? I enjoyed the film. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And for some reason, Break Into stood out to me more in my memory, maybe because the catchy title, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad I rewatched it. I would think for all intents and purposes, Breaking really for real put breakdancing into the mainstream of American conscious. Right. But I think the other films that we reviewed so far, like Beach Street and Wild Style, more like still underground, still a little bit more raw. Mm -hmm. Now you see children 
breakdancing. You see them having a good time with it, converting jazz dancers into breakdancers. And I remember as a kid wanting to also emulate Ozone and Turbo. You know, people were emulating their moves and all that. If I saw this correctly, the movie had a small budget of like 1.2 million and it garnered almost $39 million at the box office. Back in, you know, back then, that's huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A major distributor, um, Golden Globus, you know, that was a major distributor for films at that time. So it definitely pushed it to the forefront, like you said. Yeah, and it kicks off right away. You see the fashion moonwalks, right, in the opening scenes. And there was a little dude there. Not Turbo, but the, a real little dude who was like Hot five tot. or six years old. What's his name? Hot Tot. Hot Tot. That's right. Hot, Hot Tot. tot. Hot yeah, tot. He, he appears in both Breaking and Breaking 2. Man, yeah, he, both of them, yeah. He's so impressive, right? The term popping and locking is used. That's the first time I had heard that. And there are some like epic scenes. See the Turbo's broom dance scene where he's yeah. dancing alongside the broom outside the convenience store where, where, where he knows own work. And it's almost like a magic trick. He's like controlling the, uh, the broom. Yeah. and dancing around it I and mean, that was that was that was pretty sweet yeah that's a classic scene right there anybody that you know knows break and remembers that scene and they always point that scene out when they were in the store and ozone goes and said refer to him as uh, fred astaire and he's like who and then he goes outside of the store and he has a fred astaire moment <laughs> I, yeah, yeah i mean not to get ahead on breaking two but i think you know when breaking two is the one where they you know he dances on this on the side of the the walls and on the ceilings and so like that. And that they emulated some Fred Astaire with that also. So they tried to bring some classic there. The culture really was shown at the Ozone dubs Kelly Special K. You know, that's giving people monikers and nicknames. And I like that there was a storyline that you could understand. Yeah. Like I mentioned in the synopsis, Kelly's dance instructor was a creep, very lustful, right? tries to advance on her with a kiss and she's, she wants none of it. And, you know, she runs away and you know, that's a theme throughout. Even the agent that she, talent agent is a shady character where it's almost like he wants to be a love interest for her and she just wants to advance her career. So you see a lot of that. And that agent, James, James Wilcox, I think it was, was played by McDonald. What's his name? Chris McDonald? Chris, 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 McDonald. Chris McDonald. Chris, yeah. yeah, Chris McDonald, who played, Shooter McGavin is the part I remember him most for in the Happy Gilmore film. I saw him with the like curlier hair, and I'm like, that's Shooter McGavin. So that, that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember him from um, old, uh, Beast 2. Played right. Goose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, oh, yeah, he's, he's had an extensive career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in some, some TV shows and whatnot, right? Yeah, there were some there were some funny scenes. There was a one scene also. They were having lunch, and there was these redneck guys making oh, yeah. comments, right, <laughs> throwing a quarter at them. And then Turbo, you know, love Turbo's moxie, standing up to, to people, and you'll see that throughout the, the series, right? And he just stands up, dumps water on the guy. The barroom brawl ensues, and they end up escaping, and they're beating each other up. So that was kind of silly. I yeah, like yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of campy fun in this movie, which I enjoyed. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just the whole leotard thing with from the eighties is nostalgic and fun. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really see well, that well, anymore, uh, unless you're like on purpose trying to be retro or vintage. But yeah. it's kind of funny to see that leotards and leg warmers 
contrasted with like all the leather studded leather belts and bracelets and, and things i forgot that whole part of the whole early hip-hop scene yeah the big dangling earrings with big the dangling earrings, earrings. <laughs> i was drawing connections to like the punk scene with like the studded leather belts and stuff and absolutely you know, there's, there's some kindred spirit happening between early hip-hop and oh yeah by that time punk had had a moment yeah, I mean, these are all outsiders. You're against the norm, right? Nobody has seen this style of dance. Street, they're both kind of like street cultures, right? Yeah, yeah. Subcultures. Yeah. Subcultures. And, yeah. yeah, ahead of their time, sure. I uh, also thought you saw you, the battle between Ozone and Turbo and this Electro Rock oh, yeah. crew, right? So this Electro Rock crew, that's their... The rivals, so you see them bump heads a few times. It was interesting. Yeah, the, I, I like. I always like the, the the presence of the electro rock guys, man. And one of my favorite pop lockers is actually um, one of the electro electro rock um, Bruno Falcon. He's a very well known West Coast pop locker. And even if you you know you can Google his name, I, I remember maybe maybe a year or so ago, there's videos circulating on Facebook with him pop locking and he's got like long gray hair. <laughs> yeah. Still going at it, you know. Still doing it. Yeah. yeah. Still doing it. Yeah, there were some classic songs as well. Like you mentioned, Boogie, there was not real like true hip hop in this. A lot of beats, but also, but there was the classic There's No Stopping Us early on, Molly and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Classic right in the opening. And, and that kind of sets the tone I like that. There was another Shaka Khan song later on, and I'm not recalling it right now. Oh, Ain't Nobody. Yeah, Ain't Nobody. There we go. Ain't Nobody. Classic. Great. Exactly. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That was when there was some little romantic interludes kind of between Kelly and Ozone, right? That's You see that song come on, right? Yeah. Um, Classic song right there, though. I love that song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The name slipped my mind for a second, too. Yeah, it was funny. And I I always like the contrast between Turbanozone, the kind of like the, the street dancing culture. And then, you know, they, they come to the high class party at the end and they show up. There was a funny line with Turbo, who's just, he's the more comedic one, as you said. And there's a type of cheese that he never saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was saying, he said something like, would you like oh, this pig cheese or something like that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> pig yeah. cheese. Pig cheese. Pig cheese, yeah. Two, two older women. You want some pig cheese? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another woman. Pig cheese. Yeah. yeah. He's charming the older ladies, right? But absolutely, they loved him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, they did. Yeah, there was another. Um, so that whole juxtaposition with the the ultra conservative folks, and then there's a big contest at the end, and they're getting denied. You know, this is a common theme. Kelly kept getting denied in her own auditions. At one point, she put on a wig to try to look blonde. That's not what they <laughs> wanted, right? They, she kept failing, and then even this bigger contest where the creepy Franco instructor was at, right? James, the agent, had a hard time getting, you know, called all his contests, couldn't get them in. Finally, you know, he has them show up in top hats and suits looking all yeah. formal and got them under a fake name. Put them a Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trojan horse scene, right? He called them like Allegro Vivace. I guess it was yeah. some fancy Italian act, right? And he gets them in when they start breakdancing and stuff like that and turning heads and they're kind of told you know we don't like your style whatever the, these old decrepit judges and whatnot but uh and they start ripping the sleeves and, and just you know continue to dance don't give up and uh yeah. you know, i like that scene at the end there yeah it's a good scene nice yeah. redemption 
Yeah, they, they went got, over. Finally broke through and, and uh, got their, their well-deserved shine and they got noticed. Right. Nobody wanted to give them a chance. And they hadn't even seen what they could do. It just went off of pure appearance. Oh, I don't like what they look like. Oh, no, you're not professional. <laughs> but when they sat down and, and let them do what they could do, they all enjoyed it. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's funny. The old crusty judge uh, kept saying, go away, like three or four times. Finally, the younger judge was like, hold on a second. Hold on a, a second. second. Hold yeah. on a second. And then they finally all came around. They were like even dancing on the tables. And uh, yeah. Franco was trying to get them to get the judges to dismiss them. And they were like, go away. You're trying yeah. to watch this. <laughs> Franco storms out like the baby that he is. Yeah. And then there's a big music video type feel at the end. They were, they, again, there's no stopping us was headlining at the street jazz show. You know, towards the end, they, they teased the sequel. I remember in the, in the oh, yeah. closing credits. So we knew that there was going to be a sequel. Oh yeah. They, 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 they let it know right away. <laughs> yep. This story's through. So wait for part two. <laughs> exactly. Ice tea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah. a very young and spry ice tea. <laughs> I mean, he's spry now, but it was really like wow, like he's back from back then. He's he's from back in the day, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> now he's on my cereal box in the back of my Cheerios. You see that? You <laughs> <laughs> got the dance in the morning with Coach Ice Tea. <laughs> I'll put that in the stories, but I was like, whoa. That's iced tea. Like, does, does body count get like team Cheerios? What what, what cereal Cheerios box are they on? <laughs> anyway, iced tea. Yeah, yeah iced tea is rapping and emceeing the event at the Radiotron Club. And yeah. yeah, he's one of his early performances. Absolutely. Salute to the OG iced tea. Oh, the one other funny thing too is the, the agent, James, I'll call him Shooter McGavin, right? Uh, you know, he's trying to fit in, right? And he's like trying, he didn't know how to do a, a, a handshake with Turbo. And oh, yeah. he wants to be cool. He ends up buying them matching jackets with the initials TKO, if you caught that up. TKO, TKO crew, yeah. Right, for each of their initials, you know, Turbo, Kelly, and, and Ozone. And that's what they go by, you know, TKO crew. Kind of neat. Yeah, I actually like that name too. It fit too. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah it was. It is a great name. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect name for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a scene too. I, I was really impressed by the by the dancing. Yeah. Dancing was, yeah. Dancing was great. In, introduced dancing to the mainstream, break dancing. There was a kid dancing with crutches at the end, if you caught that. Oh, yeah. The yes. kid with the crutches was, was great. <laughs> that was impressive. A lot of upper body strength. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So overall, I mean, had some, cam- had some cameos in there too. Yeah. Let's talk about our, our friend that was in there. Talk yeah, go ahead, Boogie. Now you got it. <laughs> so, so one of the early scenes when Kelly's introduced to Turbo and Ozone at the beach, you see a bunch of these muscle guys in the background. And if you look to the left, you see Jean-Claude Van Damme in that beach scene. In a unitard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we could post that on our social media, but it's neat. And, and it pans on him for a little bit. You could definitely tell it's him. Oh, yeah. He's doing that bop that he did, and what's that movie that he was? He was uh, was it? Uh, I can't think of the movie right now. It's a famous movie that he did the dance scene, and he was oh. drunk. He's doing that same dance. He's rocking. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I just remember Kickboxer was a great one. Yeah, it might have been Kickboxer. Was it? Yeah, maybe Kickboxer or Blood. Yeah, it was Kickboxer. Yeah, Kickboxer. Yeah, Kickboxer. Yeah, put that in the show notes. <laughs> He's got one move. I mean, it works. Yeah, it works. 
You talk about the key stars, as you mentioned, Shabadou, Adolfo Quinones, unfortunately passed away at the end of 2020 at age 65, but legendary breakdancer. And you could find him in all types of shows and, and cameos. And he was in a lot of music videos, like Lionel Richie's All Night Long, both him and Turbo were in that, and Shaka Khan's I Feel For You in those videos. Yeah, he's a well-established choreographer. And, and right dancer yeah he did a lot of work for madonna choreography yeah. and um i dug in a little bit more and i found out that shabadoo was a member of the dance crew the original lockers along with fred berry aka rerun from what's happening right. one of my favorite shows of all time me too yes. tony basil singer from uh, hey mickey and don campbell known as campbell lock who is credited of starting the pop and lock so it's pretty yeah. cool yeah, that's definitely cool. And speaking of um, some coolness, I came across a documentary on Boogaloo Strip a few years ago. Come to find out he was the person who's credited with teaching Michael Jackson the moonwalk. <laughs> and I just, before you know we, we got on, I checked and that, that documentary is still on, it's on Amazon Prime right now. And it's also on Pluto TV. It's called the Boogaloo Shrimp Documentary. So if you get a chance, anyone, you know, check that out. It's got a lot of history and it talks about how he got started out and how he started and um, what he's been up to. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes, neat. Boogaloo Shrimp, also known as Michael Chambers, right? Yeah, very well established in those videos I mentioned also. And I was also reading, he played the character of the MC Scat Cat in Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract. Oh, man. That's he, him? he wasn't the rapper, but they, right. they, yes, they, they used his moves. Yep. MC yeah. Scat Cat. Shout out to MC Scat Cat. MC Scat Cat. Yeah. Underrated MC. Somewhere <laughs> 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 Oh, man. That's a throwback. Oof. Yeah, and um, I, I looked up Lucinda Dickey, and she's she was on Solid Gold. She was okay. a solid gold dancer. Solid gold. Yeah. And I don't know how I, why I've never known that, but she was a solid gold dancer prior to snagging a role and breaking. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. But now, now I want to go back and see if I can catch her in, in some of the older episodes. Yeah, <laughs> they must be on YouTube. We got to go look. <laughs> yeah. Solid that's gold. That's right. Kids today Hell don't yeah. know what solid gold is. We got to look yeah. up solid gold. <laughs> yeah, I love solid gold, man. I used to watch that every Saturday. <laughs> every Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> Watch Soul Train in the, in the, in the um, late morning, early afternoon. After the cartoons solid are done, Soul, Soul Train comes on, right? Yeah, and then Solid Gold. gold. <laughs> Don Cornelius, right? Yeah. You know, I was watching one of my favorite actresses. She's got a small, she's got a cameo. She's actually in both Breaking and Breaking 2. But she's a cameo in the opening credits, Lead Over Sean. I was watching it and I'm like, wait a minute, how come I've never noticed her dancing in the beginning of the movie, but she's dancing in the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, check that out. <laughs> you still keep in touch with her? Oh no, I don't know her, but she's, she's her, I, just, okay. I just like I just like her 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 as an actress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I was also saw something about Shabadu choreographed the three six mafias performance on the Academy Awards. Is that right? That Whoa. one. That one for the original song, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Yeah. Oh, wow. He choreographed that, that, that wow. dance. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's one of the classic Oscar moments. Yeah, yeah that really was. Is. That was groundbreaking. Very well established. I mean, these, these guys did so much for the culture of breakdancing. Yeah. And that's what we're here about on the podcast is like, you see people doing all these types of dancing and this is kind of the origins. So it's neat for the young folks out there to kind of see where it started. 
Yeah. I mean, breakings now is international. You know, you got the Red Bull Championships and I love watching. I, I watch those every time I can catch clips of them anywhere. And, you know, things that they're they're able to do now, it's, it's amazing. But it all ties back to, you know, what we're talking about in the last couple of podcasts. So, you know, it definitely blossomed and grown. And like I said, it's international. It's a way of life. It's a culture. This it is cool. It's very cool. Yeah. So Boogie, you owned the vinyl. Is that what you you were talking about last time or showing us recently? Oh, there it is. (laughs) Got the vinyl with the plastic on it still. Oh yeah. I still still have a sticker from the whiz. Whiz. (laughs) How much was that? Six ninety nine. What a deal. Yeah, I love this thing. Yeah, this is this is yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> really a lot of Ollie and Jerry on there, right? Oh yeah, it's on yeah, let me see what's on here. Um yeah, yeah there's no stopping us. Freak show on the dance floor, body work, 99 and a half. 99 and a half is a good song too. A good song. Yeah. yeah. The showdown, heart of the beat, street people, which was they performed at the end. Right. Uh cut it, ain't nobody, and reckless. What I, only thing I wish it would have had, but it probably was more, a lot of improvised. I wish it would have had some ice tea stuff on it, but yeah, that stuff was probably improvised on the spot. It probably wasn't even studio recorded. Probably. He was probably just freestyling. <laughs> yeah. I may have had the vinyl. I can't recall now, but I don't have it any longer. Ice tea, yeah. if you're out there listening, let us know if you, if you did that on the spot on the day. At final <laughs> level, hit us up. For real. <laughs> I'm curious now. I wonder if you could find those lyrics anywhere else other than in the film. Ice T MC. Let's figure it out. Listeners, if you if you know this already, hit us up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost curious to 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 tag him and, and ask him <laughs> how he came how he come up with it. Because <laughs> he definitely responds to the fans. <laughs> Ice T, hit us up. <laughs> Do you think this movie could be made today, either in this state, like remade and preserved like this, or a remake of it somehow? What do you think, guys? I think so. Same thing I said earlier with with Beat Street. They make it as like a period piece. I think it'd be really cool to see, apply some modern filmmaking techniques and 4K and all this. But I think as a remake of the time, I think it could be done. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Diana Wright on that one. I think, and I, and I was waiting for him to say, and you said exactly what I thought you were going to say, you know, just kind of use it as a period piece with using some modern techniques. I totally agree. I think that's what would make it possible to have it redone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Preserve it as it is. Don't try to do anything more with it. And I really enjoyed it. So, you know, as we do at the end of each episode, let's give our, our rating or our take on it. So the question is, bring that funky flick back. Bring, bring that, that funky, funky flick, flick back. back. Or leave it in the vault. Boogie? Oh, man, I got to bring that funky flick back. This is just the classic. Even with some of, the, some of the cheesy 80s references and things like that, you can't not bring it back. Got to bring it back. <laughs> I know, right? Bring that funky flick back. It's not Hamlet or King Lear, but it's, it's really fun. It's just so much fun. I agree. Bring that funky flick back. I really enjoyed it.
we take this out? Yeah, yeah take it out. Wrap right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, Boogie, JB, and Dino Wright. The music is by Boogie. Special thanks to Susan Berger, Tawanda Edwards, and Allison Yaris. Hit us up at hiphopmovieclub at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hip Hop Movie Club. You can also check us out at hiphopmovieclub.com. The next episode of Hip Hop Movie Club podcast drops in two weeks. Subscribe today in your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. And if you want to help us out, share this podcast with a friend. Shout out to you listeners. Thanks for listening. Don't hate, elevate. <laughs>